Did you have the backup going before I started or? Uh, somewhere in there. Just a quick note, since this is referenced, unlike most of our World of Dungeon characters, the characters in this adventure had a previous adventure, which hasn't yet made the podcast. Perhaps it will in the future, but for now, enjoy this self-contained one-shot with Vaunt, the thief-type person, and Kanan, the barbarian-type person. Since you get, I think, two domains? Yeah. One would have to be, like, occult knowledge or something. That seemed to be his thing. And um, some sort of mental uh, influence or something, because he was able to talk with just his brain. Okay. We could maybe name that a little more broadly as knowledge and secrets, maybe. Or if you want, if you wanted, it could be more like secrets and fear. Uh, if you want it to be like an influence thing that, that can affect others in a more profound way or, or in a more direct way, other than just whispering at people. Effectively, like, would you like him to be able to do fear attacks? I wasn't thinking he'd be an attack type spirit. Well, let's let's make it knowledge and secrets then, like the basics. Before I meddled, <laughs> we never we never gave him a name, did we? Oh, uh, we did not. So you can make one up or grab one, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> strange, impronounceable names here. It should be that one wizard that only has like two letters in his name. <laughs> <laughs> Both consonants. Yes. <laughs> Did you pick up anything fun there, um, Tad, for your um, thief? I have picked up the survival skill, and I think I'll, I think I'll go with falling. Okay. So I'm now a thief ranger. Excellent. Looks, looks like you're learning a little of of uh, the the uncivilized ways of Caden, and Caden's learning a little about. The sorcerer's ways of the, the wizard. <laughs> wizard Ramak. Excellent. Okay. So if you've ascended to level three with all the, the ill-gotten gains from that sorcerer's uh, sort of stuff, there are a few pages missing in the chronicle of your adventures. Somehow, Brother Clard is not with us when we uh, pick up with the two of you. We see the two of you in a kind of a long, narrow, possibly grass boat being ferried by a, a fairy person with a with a long stake or pole uh, through fetid, stinking, fly-infested swamp waters. There's bearded moss hanging everywhere, knotted tree trunks and, and uh, roots. Uh, and we approach this little um, town on stilts in, in this misty, hot, buzzing place. Vaunt, what rumor of treasure has brought you to this swamp? The treasure was the great bejeweled gauntlet of uh, poor forgotten king, what's his, whatever his name was, who died in a battle out in the swamp, and there his body sank into the mire, taking his great bejeweled gauntlet with him, and we think maybe we'll be able to find that and claim it. And... um uh, Kanan, what obstacle or threat has uh, has Ramak, the the spirit of your wizard friend, uh, vouchsafed to you that you know is in your way? A giant snake. Okay. And maybe you know, like the personification or the manifestation of some demon or something. Sure, sure. I mean, if it's giant, it's, it's, yeah. it's usually something something scary. <laughs> cool. The boat um, bumps against the, a, an outjutting pier and the, the ferryman, uh, which is a reedy straw hat uh, wearing type with a, a bit of um, straw in his mouth, kind of grunts like, like you're there. It's time for you to leave. And of course, as with any journey, we paid in advance, so. Oh, yeah, totally. It doesn't bark. Oh, and I mean, you could probably, yeah, let's say, uh, you could roll 2d100, and uh, that's how much money is left over from your last haul after expenses and fixing stuff. Hey, not much. Yeah, our upkeep was expensive. Mm-hmm. 
probably a lot of palliative healing for Clyde. So this town doesn't have a name. It's just the town in the swamp. It sprung up around a part stone and part swamp wood temple that, that is kind of like this, that, that juts up uh, in the center of, of this uh, town on stilts. And uh, the temple is kind of like a like a, a monument to the battle, right, in which this this ancient king died. There was probably some some kind of reason for for there to be a, a big huge battle here, and maybe there actually maybe even wasn't necessarily a swamp here at that point. It may have been, it may have been slightly drier. Whatever they were doing succeeded. Maybe they stopped some hor- horrendous demon army or something. There, uh, this priesthood that, uh, walks around in, um, tattered black robes. They shave the, the whole front of their, uh, their skull and often stain it with, uh, reddish dyes to, um, maybe simulate the death wound of, of the king, right? Or symbolize it. So you see one or two of these, uh, priests walking around with the local population and they seem to be like mostly Swamp folk, fishermen, uh, crabbers, crawfish, hunters, gator, gator, uh, killers, you know, all that stuff. There's, uh, kind of a two-story wooden house, fairly large, that seems to be the inn. Apparently they have enough traffic, perhaps as a pilgrimage site, in fact, that they have an inn for, for pilgrims. In fact, it probably says Pilgrim's Inn on, on the sign. Probably the best place to, First stop, I guess, unless you know precisely where you're going. How specific was your your information, Vaughn? We know where some, where with recent erosion, where some of the bodies of the soldiers have been resurfacing. And we know that that's, you know, several miles in that direction. As far as good landmarks out here, that's uh, that's somewhat more difficult. We probably aren't going to get information on buried bodies and such from the priest because they wouldn't want us poking around there. Yeah, probably not. If any of them were to reanimate, then they may be looking for all the help that they can get, but we just hope that it doesn't come to that point. So maybe uh, as you're considering this, that like you, you walk past the the wooden gibbet equivalent, right, where they've, it's, it's like a wooden frame, basically, where they've hung up the bodies of people who have um, attempted to defile, in quotation marks, the holy honored dead of the swamp, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> like hanging from an arm or a leg or something, being left for the insects and the scavengers. No, that's not ominous. No, it isn't. There are probably some kids, like some gator killer kids, waiting around the water, like trying to hit them with the uh, with the sticks, laughing and and uh, telling jokes. Do you want to get a room and then head out on the in the morning? I don't know. We'll get uh, any good good leads from anybody here. Yeah, fishing pole, maybe a rowboat of our own if we can manage that. Would probably be good things to pick up. But yeah, let's stay the night. So the inn uh, smells heavily of incense, uh, and particularly the type of incense used in the temple. So it's it's probably like the, the, many of the same clientele, right? Um, people who go to the temple or people who come here on, on pilgrimage business. As such, there's a variety of people from all over the what used to be the kingdom where the, the, that this uh, king ruled, which is now probably split up into multiple petty kingdoms different regional peoples uh, showing up. Most of them seem to be fairly poor or doing the pilgrimage thing of like not carrying wealth or money. They, they've thrown away their shoes. They're wearing uh, sackcloth and stuff like that. But there is a group that uh, is clearly different. There are like five individuals. Three of them are wearing male armor. Two of them are in in finer clothing one of them looks to be like a maybe a nobleman uh he has like a what would be like he has a like a fancy mustache and a, and a like a big stupid plume in his in his uh beret <laughs> that he's wearing right? and they're sitting there kind of like uh, revolution <laughs> he's he's uh, they're sitting there and like you know drinking uh, what passes for wine 
in this location uh, and clearly plotting over over some piece of uh, uh, parchment. There's also obviously like uh, the um, innkeeper who appears to be a fairly well-fed elderly woman, um, appears to be a foreigner from far afield, has has a flaming red hair, freckles, uh, rosy cheeks. As soon as you you come in, I, I guess she just uh, you know waddles over and uh, uh, says, "Welcome, welcome. S- sit down. Um, you must be parched. Wine or swamp beer? Swamp beer will do, do to start me. Sure. We have uh, a, a variety of of uh, grilled swamp lizards. Uh, there's also grub and rice. Uh, if you are interested in uh, a more a more hearty meal." Swamp lizard sounds uh, sounds good. All right, I'll take grub and rice. It's been a grub and rice. A swamp lizard. They shall be here forthwith. Forthwith, and then she uh, waddles off and uh, sends some kids, some local kids that apparently work in the establishment to to run about and and get you your uh, your refreshments. They get you everything except for the wine, which she carefully apparently hauls up from 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 the water below. <laughs> in a little like um cage. Oh, hold on. I'm not a waitress, so so I'm going to get this wrong all the time. But uh, somebody wanted wine, right? No. I think we both went with the swamp beer. She does swamp that beer. and then realizes that uh, you bought, both wanted swamp beer, so she goes for the keg uh instead. Gets uh some foamy beer. The foam is somewhat greenish on these beer. The head is uh, is greenish. I hope there's enough of a kick in it to kill most of the living stuff. <laughs> she plops uh, those down. Uh, if you taste them, they taste some somewhere between actual beer and uh, uh, some kind of like uh, South American uh, mate, <laughs> you know, um, kind of bitter and... Uh, Lots of antioxidants in the bitters. In sure, the yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's totally fine. Probably made from swamp grass or something. So yeah, you you get your refreshments, uh, and and she stands there and says, "Well, uh, you're you're a strange pair to come here, uh, dressed as you are, almost as strange as that other bunch over there. Do you have business with the temple? It is good to seek the blessing of the temple. Sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> okay. Sure. Temple blessings. Always good. Take another drink. Yes, yes, I, I, I thought you looked like pilgrims. Yes, of course, pilgrims. Perhaps not quite. We have not taken the complete vow of, uh, of pilgrimage poverty, but. Of course. Well, uh, I am Paula. If you are in need of anything not temple related, I can probably arrange it for you. But uh, understand, if you're not here strictly on temple business, then I, uh, I, uh, I hope you saw the um, the defilers outside. So do act with care. We duly noted. Yeah, mostly a boat and some fishing rods would stand us in good stem. Fishing, fishing rods, yes. Okay. Hmm. This is why you are here, really. Well, I mean, we're not on a complete vow of poverty, but. Our funds are not unlimited, so being able to feed ourselves as we pass through the region will be... Speaking of which, that will be one silver each. I gladly pay. <laughs> I pay. Thank you, thank you. Do keep me in mind if, if there's anything in particular. I can most assuredly arrange a boat and perhaps even some poles. Very good. Uh, perhaps I should arrange it already, right away, or for... What's the end? Oh, let's say it's afternoon. Oh, afternoon? Well, would you like to make a sortie this afternoon, or would you like to rest tonight, or for the rest of the day? Um, we should be about our uh, business, our our leisure of um, fishing. All right, so we'd like to make a sortie today, then. Very well, good. And, uh, enjoy your refreshments, your food, your drinks, and uh, by the time you are done, I shall have something arranged. Thank you. Oh, you do have more silver, of course, I, I hope. We do, yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, might I pocket, say, five, and uh, that will be that. Okay, I'll take that out of the 31 there. Mm-hmm. 
I think it would be a little outrageous to demand 50 for like a rowboat. <laughs> I, I get that boats are, are, um, are not necessarily cheap and it's a lot of labor and so forth, but these are, these are kind of shitty swamp boats and uh, yeah. you're not necessarily buying it. You're kind of renting it essentially. Yeah. So she pockets those, uh, the coin and, um, she trundles, she waddles off and sends some, some kids off. Uh, again, you enjoy your, your stuff. The, the grub and rice is uh, particularly um, slimy. <laughs> the protein. swamp lizard is kind of like jerky, but, you know, it's not too bad. It's not too bad at all. The other patrons here mm-hmm. said they're like looking at some sort of parchment. Yeah, they've, they've been uh, unrolling a couple of different uh, pieces of parchment uh, and, and conf- they've been conferring with each other uh, about something on it. And they're obviously not locals and not pilgrims. No, no, you you doubt that. Unless, you know, if there's a pilgrim noble there who didn't want to do the full-on pilgrimage of issuing wealth. They they seem very much like adventurers. Should we see if we can see what they have on the, the, those uh, parchments? Do you want to just uh, cast a glance stealthily? Or? Sure, yeah, let's... Stealthily cast that glance. You pick up your your swamp beers and you sort of hover near, or well, I, I was uh, I was kind of elbowing Vaught for to to do that. Uh, although I, though I do I did have pickups stealth, so I mean you could, you could do a pincer maneuver and help. <laughs> yeah, Let's thief free thief steal a glance here. So rolling on stealth, yeah, he could use but, help. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I, I mean, can't miss, miss, right? You can't miss technically, yeah. But but uh, if you keep in mind that I'm kind of obligated to make it a worse complication than if you had rolled a straight um, seven. But the only th- the only way you could bump it up now is is to uh, roll a ten plus for, for stealth. So it's up to you if you know if you want to involve yourself because if you do, you're going to be part of the complication. Like I wouldn't be anyway. Get up and. What what else is in this uh, establishment that I could something I could like uh, clumsily uh, knock over, do something that would kind of get their attention while while the thief is spying on them. One of the the kids rushing around with the with the drinks or food would would be a. Then they'd probably want me to pay for the drinks or something. I can't afford that. Uh you could bump into one of the pilgrims and cost a seed, maybe. I don't know. What do you think? Sure. If they're in a chair or something, I'd accidentally catch my foot on the chair and pull them over <laughs> as I walk <laughs> okay. by. Sounds like stealth again. No. Okay. First vaunt. I want to know, how do you approach trying to get a glance at this, uh, at the parchment that they're kind of uh, leaning over where they're sitting across, uh, around a table? What's the climate like around here? Do they... Do a fire in this, uh. Probably do at night. At night, but mm. probably not right now, though. No. So I was going to go put my hands in the fire and, you know, kind of sidle by them to do that. Well, let's say that there is a, a fire pit, essentially, a, a stoned in thing. And, uh, around this you have, um, uh, little idols of Either soldiers or the king that was killed. So, so it's, it doubles as a, as a shrine. So you could, you could pretend to be, um, paying respects or something. I'll go up. I've got a pipe, perhaps, that I light the, the herbs for this and offer up the smoke while doing obeisance to the, or respect to the, the idols. And you do that by the pit so that if, your ashes can be deposited in the pit. You do that, and you linger just a hint, uh, a moment, and you look over and you look. Maybe your eyes go to the parchment, and you, you see maybe a hint of, um, like, uh, annotations on a... It seems to maybe be a copy of a map. That's the top parchment they're looking at. And then your eyes wander a little to the side and you see that the, the nobleman is sitting there looking at you with the, this kind of sly grin. Why, strange dressed pilgrim, you have wandering eyes. Would you like to sit down and explain? Well, I do. 
as as a person who travels much, I do have much curiosity about the world and lands around me. And I hope you will not take too much offense at my at my having looked. Not at all. Allow me to buy. Allow me to uh, share drinks with you. Uh, sit, sit, and he uh, like has one of one of the mail-clad individuals encourage you to sit. Well, I thank him for his for the kind gesture as I sit. Yeah. Well, the other person who's not dressed as a fighter uh, rolls up the parch parchments real quick and like stops them into a, a leather case. Um, meanwhile, you you trip up the the pilgrim on the the chair there, Canaan, uh, and uh, he tumbles, swears. Unfortunately, he lets out some some curse that is technically uh, maybe blasphemy in these these parts, like like uh, you know, king's eyes or something like that. And you're not supposed to mention the king or something. So suddenly, you know, uh, uh, the whole atmosphere uh, changes in the tavern. All the pilgrims that are there, they like turn to not necessarily you, but you just happen to be there and mainly him. And he's kind of uh, rubbing his knee where he he bumped it. Excuse my clumsiness. I help him back up. A trio of like, they look like gutter criminals, like the kind you've seen in, in, in big cities that you know are half starved but dangerous they look like kind of like wild dogs they come up and they're they're kind of just dressed in their dark sackcloth rags who which one of you was it which one of you blasphemed and and this guy like you're helping up he looks at you like he looks terrified because he does not look like he came here you know looking for a fight he doesn't look like he's very tough maybe he's a clerk <laughs> you know back in civilized land and, uh, you know, you look like you, the way you look. So he's like, you can see that pleading, like, like, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> what blasphemy was that? Naming the Holy One, naming the Holy One here in the holiest place. Blasphemy. There is only, only one punishment. Just because he said that meal was good enough for Jehovah. <laughs> So the you know the guy number three among them is like he said it again, <laughs> and then like the three of them like jump at you. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, since there's no initiative, like what what do you do? There are three of them like uh, dashing dashing for you. I was expecting this, so I'm trying to position myself so that if one comes at me, he'll kind of be in the way of, of the others, so I can smack him and knock him out before the others can get on me. Okay. They basically fisticuffs attack. Sounds like strength. Yeah, there's a 13. Well, okay, so uh, this, this is like super duper crit, so how do you manage to completely extricate yourself from this situation with the three crazy pilgrims fanatics? <laughs> the one jumps at me, a quick uppercut to the, the jaw, and he goes down... The second one is like tripped by the one falling at his feet and gets a, a knee to the face. The third one is startled that suddenly he's all alone and I just grab the, the front of his sackcloth and headbutt him. <laughs> and then, you know, the innkeeper, uh, Pollock, uh, shows up and he's like, hey, no fighting in, in the, in the pilgrim's inn. You're new here, so so I'll give you this one warning. She points to you, right? That was hardly a fight. <laughs> you you should know better. Out. And so the one guy, maybe who's still conscious, uh, has to help drag out the other two. And that sort of suddenly, you know, the 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 atmosphere goes back to the the pr prior fairly calm atmosphere. And uh, over at uh, your table, where you where you've um, blessings of martial grace. Yes. <laughs> Clearly, the 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 nobleman has taken note of this interaction with Canaan, and uh, he's sort of chuckling to himself. <laughs> it's as if the the Holy One himself came came to visit for a moment there. Um, Indeed. Now you were drinking from this cup, my friend. Yes. Uh, and yes. He, he scoots over this like tin uh, cup uh, on a on a foot, uh, almost like a wine tin glass and not a glass but a metal cup 
on a foot. Uh, and it's carved with all of these um, kind of swirls and symbols. Some may be reminiscent to you from what you've seen from your formerly living friend, Ramak, and the book you found with the uh, in, in the ice pinnacle. Such a drink from such a vessel may do me too much honor. I'm not sure how many rounds it would take for me to repay both by intrusion and your kindness. Uh, he, he smiles evilly. Uh, <laughs> he's like, a sip will do. Well, if I ain't got the guts, I shouldn't be in this line of business. So we'll take the sip. Okay. You assume it's the local what passes for wine. It doesn't, it tastes, uh, you know, wine-esque. But then um, maybe there's a feeling of uh, more than usual when drinking wine. You feel like a little loose, a little um, uh, relaxed, friendly even. So the nobleman says, uh, that was a fair thing you did. Uh, now, uh, you were telling me about your business in these parts, and you feel compelled to tell him the truth. Oh, yeah, because uh, we've... Heard of all sorts of things floating to the surface. And, you know, I don't know if swords and other sort of great martial treasure would float, but, you know, they might be attached to other things that do. And some of those would be, wow, a real a real coup to get hands on. Uh, so he looks over to the other person, the other guy who who is wearing plain clothes, essentially. Uh, or, well, not plain clothes. <laughs> Fancy clothes. Uh, he says, uh, Vod, it seems, uh, it seems, uh, we have a competitor here. What sport? What sport? You know, I, it's not so much fun to just knife you and throw you in the water. So. <laughs> not fun for me either. <laughs> and certainly it's not sportsmanlike. So, Vod, 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 uh, that passage there, uh, read it to him and the man who, who, it's called Vod. He pulls out one of the um, parchments again from the the leather case, and he sighs a bit and looks at uh, at the the nobleman as if um, he thinks he he shouldn't be doing it, especially out loud. Then he reads, uh, uh, "Where crescent forms a gilded star, there the king's last wound." Is that enough? Can we can we get on with things now? Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Now, before we part, I must, of course, introduce myself. My name is Mortiol, and he—he's, uh, you know, inclining his head a bit, you know, to to you there, Tad. I am honored to make the acquaintance of such a fine and refined sportsman, Mortiol. I am Vaunt. Pleasure to meet you, Vaunt. May you make for excellent sport when we race for uh, for the gauntlet. That is why you are here, yes. I toast to a good game. Oh, no, no more of that. Let's have no, this, not this, let's have this drink, other, other cup. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly is very concerned about what you're drinking. <laughs> so he gets you uh, a different drink and you, you toast and uh, he sends you on your way and you, you're free to leave. And if you want a reprise of that, it was, uh, you know, where Crescent forms a gilded star. Uh, there, the king's last wound. Is there any more to that? Where Crescent forms a gilded star, there the king's last wound. I believe that was it. Uh, okay, uh, that's what I recall anyway. And okay. if I don't recall, then I'm I'm sure it doesn't exist. <laughs> right. So you're talking with them for a while, get all kinds of good information, right? Mm, yes. Well, I confirmed that they are also looking for what we're looking for. Of course, they know that now too. Uh, they have some kind of map. We don't have that, but they read a stanza to me about where the crescent forms gilded star. They're the king's last stand. Presumably a couple of other words that are a little bit hazy in my head right now that rhyme. Sure. <laughs> you were, you were magically uh, uh, affected after all, so. That. Definitely points out to me the possibility of a landmark that shows uh, where the grave is. So we're all looking for that. We just have to see who finds it and lays hand on it first and who can keep a hold of it till they can get back to civilization, probably. Hmm, okay, well, I guess it's good that we're starting out soon. 
or if it's a race. You, yes. can, you can see the nobleman lounging back in his chair and lifting a glass as if toasting the two of you merrily as if, as if, uh, you know, wishing you good luck. By the way, his name's Mortio. Why does that name sound familiar? I don't know. Did, did we use it prior? <laughs> We're all friends here. Well, friendly rivals here. Until they try to kill us, sure. Or we try to kill them, however it works. In the gentlemanly way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but that means we have to have a preset time. We have to have these rules. <laughs> it's, it's a bit much bureaucracy for people like us. The gentlemanly way is usually hiring somebody to stab somebody in their sleep. <laughs> All right. Since it seems like that you are done with your meals and you're finishing off your swamp beers, there's a 10-year-old who's like uh, pulling at uh, at uh, your sleeve there, Mr. Moneybags, uh, who paid for things, uh, Vaunt. Mm-hmm. I, that name is very difficult for me to remember for some reason. So yeah, Vaunt, uh, there's a, a kid there pulling your sleeve like, uh, uh, ready, it's ready, come very with me. good, thank you, go fishing. He looks at you like, as if like. I mean, I said you'd be saying that. <laughs> so he, uh, the kid, the kid shows you around the inn and then down to a kind of almost water level pier, essentially, that runs out into the swamp. And there, uh, there's a swamp boat there with uh, a couple of fishing poles, maybe some bait. <laughs> Just, and there you go. There, it's probably. Uh, there's probably also a, um, uh, like a lantern, uh, which can be, uh, mounted at the back of the, um, or maybe the front, actually, uh, a lantern that can be mounted on the front of the, the boat for emergency in case you get stuck out there and you have to pull your way home through the dark. Is there anything to bail with if we start taking on water? Sure. There's, I was going to say a ladle, but there's probably a little bucket. Just a ladle. <laughs> like, if somebody hates you, right? <laughs> There's a wooden spoon. <laughs> so, um, the boy uh, indicates the boat and is like, there, there, all done. You go now. Thank uh, you. Before anyone see, and he, he like, he's like looking around like, uh, he's okay. watching for I spies, right? Okay, going. All right. Well, I guess there's their, their oars or do we pole or? Yeah, do you pole? There's a pole. Um, there's probably, probably more than one pole in, in the boat in case. You're stuck. <laughs> Start pulling our way out. Awesome. So you know the direction, general direction, right? But now you also have the hint of the stanza, whatever, whatever it means. I guess, uh, why not make a, uh, a uh, survival role here to, to navigate the fetid swamplands in a proper direction? How about that? Okay. You just picked up that skill, so why not? Uh, is that tied to a certain attribute? Do I roll one of those? Um, I think it's hmm. I think it's probably with for this instance, uh, okay. since you you got to be keep an eye out for predators and uh, shallow rocks and roots and stuff that can yeah. damage the boat. So we both picked up survival after last one. Okay, <laughs> awesome. That's great. Eleven, yeah. Okay, no problem. Full success. So you managed to avoid, you know, the the worst um, problems and issues in the swamp. The you you avoid some bank full of alligators. You uh, you spot spot some of the trees that have fallen and have you know they're just beneath the water surface, but you manage to like spot them in time and circumvent um, circumnavigate, I should say these various problems. Uh, I think um, there's something else in the water as well that seems to be moving around in the swamp. Not a thing, but but more of a thing that doesn't seem to be alligators or large fish or anything else that you know would dwell here. Uh, and you managed to avoid that as well, or those things, whatever those are as well. Like, uh, whatever they are, they seem to be big. Yeah, see, somewhat large, and you know, it's a, it's that kind of thing where you you hear something moving in the water, and you turn, and you maybe see a hint of something, but you can't tell if it's scaled or just slimy or what it was. Some of that happens. You manage to to navigate the spots where that happens far away from the boat, rather than right in front of the boat or right behind you, right? 
and kind of roughly the time when the the sun is beginning to set uh in a haze of lurid red on the horizon you find this strange kind of um ruin kind of a tower ruin it's maybe like a third of the tower has collapsed and kind of fallen in so it's like an incomplete circle jutting up uh, from the kind of jutting up at an angle from the from the water right all moss covered and and uh, such and there's silt and uh sand and stuff around the base it's like the the like various uh, swamp scum and uh, algae and stuff that that pools and 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 assembles that's kind of like gathered around this particular spot and it's a spot that's kind of like open so there's not a whole lot of trees and stuff in the immediate vicinity it's almost like uh you you've entered a what used to be a small meadow maybe the sun is kind of coming in through one of the the ruined windows which forms kind of an eye almost and um well wind eye uh window and it's it kind of creates this eerie atmosphere right and uh, obviously there's a light kind of mist crawling on on top of the water uh, now as well right kind of a little haze everything is fairly calm but this is uh you think this is roughly where this should be if if your yeah. prior indications uh you know the what you were told or what you heard or read or wherever you got the information right right if you were to look down on it from above, it's just this outer wall, that broken circle, maybe a crescent. Now, if the the light comes through the window, does it strike anywhere in the water? It sounds a little too low to strike the water straight straight okay. in, a, in any particular place, right? Uh-huh. Um, so it's more like you know it's shining through the window at you when you enter this this larger, roughly circular meadow area right that's just basically water may not hit a specific spot but it's perhaps a gilded star so well it's getting redder now quite red now Mm -hmm. maybe we need to consult uh ramak sounds good you have the ring right so that's that would be his focus yeah yeah look at vongo holding up my hand with the ring on it we consult uh our former friend i'll nod and then i'll be quiet so that I'm not talking over him. I sit down, concentrate on the, the ring to, to be in contact with his spirit. All right. Do, do you have to caress it or rub it or dip it in the water? Or, or is there a special thing you have to say or do? Or Probably just uh, twist it a little bit on the, the finger. So how does, uh, when you summon Ramak to you, is it, like, how does he manifest? Is it just purely mental or is it is there... Like a like an apparition, or what do you think? I would think it's probably mental because that was kind of the state he was left in. Mm-hmm. So you hear him, you hear the whispers of of him, uh, maybe coming awake in the ring. Ramak, we need we need your your knowledge. Yeah, I think he just he seems to wait uh, for a question, like a more specific question. You know, in that snooty wizard way that he used to do when he was alive. Do we get any? There's no specific name for this king. Oh, we could name the king. Do you want to pick a name? Not Mordio. <laughs> Orset. King Orset. Okay. We're seeking King Orset's gauntlet. We have a clue that it is that was it. The crescent forms a, a gilded star. Was it at the king's? Looking at Vaughn to help me. Remember. <laughs> Where Crescent forms a gilded star, they're the king's last wound. Yeah. That's that's what I remember. There may be a couple more words like where his grave where the graves are or something. Can you read us uh He uh he whispers uh Submerge me in the waters. Look over the side and stick my hand in. You're such a rube. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dick, of course. <laughs> Always was. So it's like, uh, well, the answer is not here. The answer lies beyond the veil of death. His last wound was not his killing wound. 
of the spiritual wound. It is the king's spirit you must find. The king's spirit was long since washed from here, down swamp. That's that way? <laughs> you pointing with your <laughs> dripping finger? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you feel like, an, like a tugging in the ring, right? Where he adjusts where you should go. Uh, and he says, beware the gleam. Oh, thank you. And we will beware the gleam. <laughs> Watch out for a gleam, Vaughn. Well, it'll be easier to see it and beware of it at night. All right, and I start going with the general current and going that way. Right. It's kind of difficult because there, there's not much of a current. Not much of a current to, at all. Thanks yeah. to the the ring pointing, you you have a direction, and maybe since you both have wilderness or like survival, you can you can notice like the way the trees are shaped that. Maybe here there used to be like a there used to be a stream here or something. The way they're they're shaped and and the way where the gaps in the trees appear. So you follow the direction of uh the ring and um you kind of glide into the darkness of the of the narrower swamp with the bearded uh, um mosses hanging down almost to the water now and you kind of almost like you're gliding through curtains of of this moss right and there's there's swamp scum on the water you can't really see the water any anymore it's almost like just green gunk you can hear something is moving in the water something large beneath you and about you but nothing has made a an attack yet but it's like there's something here something guarding this place that uh is watching you you Peers through the final curtains, if you will, and you find this kind of uh, lagoon-ish place, kind of slightly open. And there's a, a shimmering in the water here, sort of radiating out from uh, something deep below. Uh, and here the, the green swamp scum is a little thinner. Uh, and it's almost like watching um, beams of light, you know, just uh, radiating up out of the the water and they're kind of like scintillant many colored it's that kind of the same kind of polychromatic nonsense that you saw in the the ice pillars in the the previous adventure clearly like okay here's something significant is it a gleam <laughs> you, you could say maybe there's a gleam okay we found it so there's got to be some danger here as well I hope one of us doesn't have to die to talk to the king's spirit to find out the thing. One of you at least has awareness, right? No. Not you need the skill to be able to to notice something, but... Um, I bet you we both have the same skills list, athletics, stealth, and survival. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, what don't, don't both of you do uh, wisdom? Uh, one helps. So let's, let's say... Um, uh, you were looking for you. You got the message there, Kanan. So you can roll the main roll, right? And Vaunt will help by keeping an eye out for something because you know danger is uh, is here, right? Ooh, good thing you got a ten there, so we at least get a partial. Okay, you look around and you keep in mind the words uh, that uh, that Ramak told you and something about the gilded star. There's a there's a, a kind of almost like a pull to this light show that draws the the eye like a star. Also, in the midst of this kind of uh, where the, the light from below spears through the waters, there's something large, gleaming, scaly moving down there. And as you realize that, oh, oh, wait a minute, there was there was something about a serpent. The the guardian of this place breaks the surface. And this sea serpent thing uh with the with I don't know what the term is, but, uh, you know, those Australian lizards with their, their face shields that they can extend, right, to make themselves look bigger. That, that kind of thing happens. And, and, uh, this like head juts up and blows swamp water out of its nostrils and, uh, mouth. And, uh, it regards you with an ancient wisdom and possibly evil. It's more an impression than a, than a word. But you get the feeling that it, it's, it's saying with its posturing, like, what do you do? What are you doing here? You know, state your business, right? Got any ideas? I don't know that it seems like the kind of thing that speaks in words. I will raise my hand 
like a gauntleted fist in salute to the serpent. It begins to to kind of uh, move about your boat, never breaking eye contact in, in quotation marks. Uh, and you get almost a feeling that it's doing something like it's it's um, performing some mesmerize us. some demon serpent demon ritual thing. It's almost like you get the impression that it's impatient, that that it wants more. You haven't given it enough information, right? And it's now threatening to keep, you know, it's it's going to it's it's already, you know, begun what it intended to do if you didn't give it a satisfactory answer, right? It's We've doing so slowly, right? Now I'll say it in words. We've come to claim the gauntlet. I'll say that in words. Okay, there's a flaring. It stops suddenly. And it kind of rises up, kind of in a threatening manner, and flares the the the, the face hood. shields. And there's a there's a deadly gleam in its eyes. Almost I like it's uh, about to spit venom at me. Something like that, or magic. Something in your head says says uh, it's it's like it's challenging you. Any specifics about this challenge? It's you. You are on the hero's journey. You figure it out. <laughs> when it raises that hood like that, it's like it could spit poison at me. I can also spit forth. I ready my bow. I got an arrow knocked. Pulling the string. Is it meant as a as a I'm rising to your challenge, or is it meant to? Yes. Okay. Okay. So. And then and then and then we'll see if I actually need to loose that arrow. And what's Kanan doing? Getting my axe ready. I'll say the uh, the gauntlet is not meant to be forever buried. All right. Let's have Vaughn to roll charisma, and you can help Kanan. Yeah. Okay. So two. So while still not a full success. So. There's a strange demon, demonian delectation uh, in its in its gleaming eyes as it kind of once darts down for you. Uh, let's do the the die of fate essentially. Okay, so hi. Which one of you is the toughest? Is it Kanan? Oh yeah, sure. Okay, so it darts down at Kanan. It appears he's sufficiently satisfied, maybe with Vaunt, or perhaps he just likes the sport of Kanan better. Who knows? Uh, so he darts oh. down and, uh, and attempts to devour you. What do you do? Can I invoke reflexes? Not you. Um, okay. You know, I mean, you can still do reflexes if you want to prevent something. I would like to try to make a shot while it's okay. trying to kill Kanan. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe if my shot is good enough, it'll... Fair enough. Anyway, I'll, I'll, let, you do your, I'll let you do your shot. Uh, take plus one. It's not too terribly difficult to hit this okay. big a target. Okay, full success. Roll your damage. I think it's short bow, so it's uh, plain six. I think so, plus your volley, right? Plus my volley, yeah. Oh, well, well, that's quite a lot. You feather it with a shaft, and then it comes down for Kanan. What does Kanan do? I had my axe ready, take a deep breath, because I may end up uh, in the water here. <laughs> but uh, take a big swing to meet its charging head with my charging axe. <laughs> Roll, uh, yeah, strength. Oh, okay. No worries. Let's not bother rolling damage. The initial arrow, like, pierced one of its gleaming eyes, and your axe swing rends the other eye uh, as it's coming down for you and almost splits the head in twain. And then this big, now nerveless trunk of a of a demon serpent thing kind of crashes off the side of your boat. The boat rocks terribly. You're both almost jettisoned out of it and then calm again and uh the whole the heavy body starts to sink there you see we're not just posturing flip a coin for who who's gonna dive in <laughs> you have the same skills so yeah. <laughs> die of fate and be like i'll take even and you take on sure so if i get the even i'm going in the okay i'm going in the water there you go we flip the coin. It's you. I start getting the rope and tying it around you. <laughs> Limbering up. And uh, when the harness is complete, in I go. Okay. Deep breath. You swim down and down and down. And it's almost like you're on some sort of uh, bizarre spiritual journey because it seems like you're you know, diving farther than you're supposed to. And always there's that kind of shimmering, enticing glitter 
down below. And then finally, you reach two things that are kind of sitting in the silty bottom, on the silty bottom or, or kind of half buried in it. Uh, you see a half buried skull that seems to be rent uh, almost exactly the way Caden rent the, um, the serpent's face. And you see the top fingers of the, of the gauntlet in question that begemmed sacred, holy, magical artifact. That rent makes me think he's the hero and two. He's got the spirit guide. But let's try to get that gauntlet because my oxygen is not going to last forever. So when you reach down and you grab the gauntlet for a split second as you're, as you're pulling it out of the silt, the skull is not a skull, but the face of a, of a man uh, who's regarding you in, in a way that seems to be both judging and begrudgingly respectful. And then it, it's over and it's still, it's the skull again. And you jerk the, the gauntlet out of the bottom. Maybe, I don't know if you have a signal like you pull twice on the rope or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm my head and make the sign, pull that rope and start up. Was it, was it one tug or two that he, no. <laughs> <laughs> one tug was don't do anything, right? <laughs> I did tug twice. Haul him up. So you get up there. You you emerge, you know, finally. And it's if you've held your breath for a century. It's like suddenly, you know, you feel it suddenly. Like you, you have no no air and you come up and like... It's going to take a while before I can start pulling again. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you get it to the boat and you're like... Ugh, ugh. And then there's a, there's a kind of... Um, there's a, a, a soft, somewhat flickering light that begins to crawl over the... The water of this little lagoon. Your ears pick up uh, the kind of like sloshing of boats in water, and through the the curtains of uh, of hanging mosses, you see Morcio's party, along with about four boats full of crazy swamp natives. Uh, and of course, Morcio is standing in the prow, like with you know Captain Morgan esque. Just smiling and and waving his his beret, <laughs> <laughs> and he he appears to uh, to uh, be speaking the local language as he's uh, directing the the locals to uh, to spread out, um, and they're like they're armed with these uh, kind of harpoons and uh, wicked looking serrated crossbow crossbow bolt crossbows. He calls out, "Aha!" Well caught, well caught. And now, finally, alas, I must deprive you of your treasure. To the best sportsman go the spoils, after all. Look can in the eye. Should I wear it or you? Yeah. Can we flip another coin? <laughs> okay. What's even? It's you again. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll put it on. Okay. You feel it immediately. The thick icor pouring out of the serpent's trunk reverses the serpent thing uh the guardian spirit of the king orset which you now maybe remember that he had a a serpent heraldry maybe it reforms you can feel it reforming like like uh, lightning underneath the water and swelling and rising up and it, you know it it suddenly out of nowhere like it comes out of the water and and all of the natives panic and start, you know, either trying to turn their boats around uh, and and get out of there, or they're throwing themselves in the water trying to swim away. And uh, Morcio is he's just laughing at, in the prow at the at the the mess while his friend Vaud is is screaming at them to st- stand their ground. And the mail clad uh, figures, you know, one of them jumps out over to one of the boats and steers it uh, the other way and starts to like pull it over toward you. You have full control of the guardian spirit there, uh, Vaunt. Let's capsize Mortio's boat. <laughs> okay. That sounds like, uh, oh, I don't think that would be much of a challenge, but let's, uh, let's do charisma. Let's do charisma just to see timing. I don't think it's a question of whether you do it or not. It's maybe like, uh, how bad is the damage? Mm. Okay. 
the meaty uh, tail portion of this this uh, sea serpent thing rises up out of the water and, and flips the boat over. But unfortunately, it's just uh, uh, Murcio sees it, lets out a delightful laugh, laugh as he's kind of he pirouettes through the air over to a different boat. <laughs> With a you know one of those annoying ha ha as the boat is is split in twain and one of his mail clad associates uh, goes into the water and and starts to like oh no I'm wearing armor that was bad starts to sink what's Canaan uh, doing there's there's still one mail clad warrior kind of pulling pulling forward for you as he's pulling forward I got a big pole I guess I'll joust and try to knock just knock him into the water before he can get close. <laughs> <laughs> Give me strength then. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Okay, so I guess he he notices your your uh, thought, and he rise, ri- raises up the pole and manages to pull you into the water instead. So you go, oh, splash, and uh, no damage. You're just like uh, suddenly in the water, and then I guess he he leaps across to the boat. And now, Vaunt, you have this mail-clad warrior right in front of you, and he's like, he's reaching for his sword in his uh, in his belt. What do you do? You have reflexes, right? So, Right. Fistful of metal to the face. <laughs> Plus one for style. <laughs> like, why not use the artifact as, as knuckle dusters? <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, smack, crunch. I guess he goes in the, in the drink. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Kanan, you, you're uh, you know you can grab either boat, yours or theirs. Yeah, now that I'm in the water and try to swim underwater to come up behind them, behind their boat. Oh, cool! So give me a con to like hold your breath and 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 do your your swim thing, and you can you can add stealth if if that matters, right? So you're you're able to to emerge uh, sneakily. Partial. Hmm. Okay, in their desperation to get away, you know, somebody sticks the pole down uh, through the water and, like, hits you at the side of the head or something, right? So you take, like, a D6, maybe D4, uh, since it's going through water. It's not too bad, but it's like it it knocks you a little. Then you're on the other side of their boats, exactly where you want it to be. And you emerge. What do you want to do? I want to launch forward, grabbing Mortio and pulling him into the water with me and the snake. So that sounds like dicks. Partial. Hmm. Mortu is wearing like a, he has his like short cape, you know, that barely covers his butt. That's what you manage to grab. And you pull him. He, he yelps in surprise. And then he starts to laugh as he's trying to get, undo the clasp as you're kind of pulling him down into the water. So he's kind of halfway out of the boat, but he's still in the boat trying to undo the clasp. Meanwhile, uh, Vaunt, what are you doing? So he's lost his two mailed guys. There's one he's, one left, but he's in a boat with a, a bunch of natives who are kind of who are fleeing. Yeah. Where's Vaud? Uh, yeah, Vaud is in is Vaud's uh, in the water. Yeah, I think he's in the water. He was he was in the water where he was in the first boat, right? That that you split in twain with the the serpent. He, he's kind of paddling desperately, and he his little like bowl cut is is obscuring his vision. So he's like, eh, eh, eh. Mordio is distracted. I have a high charisma for me to try to mesmerize him with the serpent right now. But maybe we could assist Kan have its head go forward and like nudge nudge Mordio's feet, get him to go the rest of the way over the gunwale. Uh, I don't think you need to roll anything for that. That's this is its domain essentially, and it's you know yeah. all it has to do is like like you say, nudge its head or lift its tail or or something. Um, mm-hmm. and it's done. So you you nudge Mortio the rest of the way into the water. Splash. The two of you are now down there. What do you do, Kanan? You can feel him like twisting uh, in the water, uh, like he's uh, freeing something from from his clothing or belt. Pushing him down and uh, putting my foot on him and pushing him further down in the water towards the coils of the serpent. Strength should be should be easy for you. Well, easier. Ah, there we go. Ten. <laughs> you can hear 
<laughs> probably like some mad cackling through through bubbly, you know, underwater uh, filters as you're pushing him down into the coils, and uh, he's he attempts to to push back once he connects with some of the coils, but then you you push him down again, and a, a big gout of, of uh, air bubbles comes out of his mouth, and he gets entangled and pulled down into the kind of shimmering deep. Oh, spitting water. Is that it? I have the serpent carry him far away from here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anywhere in the swamp where where you want to dump dump him. Take him back up the stream and dump him on the other side of the tower. Okay. <laughs> you are a merciful master. <laughs> I guess he was sportsmanlike to you in a, right. in a sense. So yeah. the spirit of the king serpent is is uh, in your under your control, in your power, and um, the the natives vacate the premises. Uh, Vaud and uh, the remaining bodyguard leave as well. Is there a final thing you want to do before we close the chapter? It's hard to think of anything really fitting other than to tell Kanan off and give him my congratulations on a great evening sport. I, I didn't hear you. Did you say tell Kanan off today? No. Towel him off. Get him dry. Oh, towel him off. <laughs> and then hold your gauntlet up into the sky and say, I have the power. I am the king now. <laughs> I think rumor uh, reaches the swamp town, obviously, of the of the, the I don't want to say salvaging, but, you know, reclaiming of the gauntlet. What follows is a, is a perhaps a, a strenuous month or so of, of relentless pursuit as religious fanatics attempt to claim this holy artifact so they can mount it in, in a, an appropriate place. So you are beset by these uh, individuals for a time before they give up. Heretics uh, um, on the run. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a great. Um, Sudden like lapse of of pilgrims because now the the king's remains have been found and the remains of of uh, of his treasures have been found and removed and um, instead of being a, a an important kingly shrine it becomes simply a, a kind of a backwater uh, place to remember the fallen of of that particular conflict the ordinary soldiers instead and the priesthood diminishes and, and practically uh, godlike serpents still out there. Fair, but now uh, it is. Well, he your... might be following me. Yes, it's I under your control. I think uh, it can manifest anywhere uh, where there is uh, swampy or sweet water. If yeah. you happen to be uh, on lake, on a lake, you can you can summon it. Or if you happen to be on a river, you can summon it. Or in a different swamp, right? Still works. Mm -hmm. But there's an element of the spiritual uh, of the spirit, right? Of this thing, it's it's a demon spirit thing. Cool. Not necessarily bound by the conventional. Oh no, swamp, swamp, swamp is is ended. I cannot leave swamp. Yeah. Thank you. I guess that's that's Thank you very the, much. that's the adventure in the swamp with the the king and the gauntlet and the and stuff. Hold entirely from all of our collective buttholes. So there you go. Very good. I'm glad you had a good I had time. A lot of fun there. Excellent. <laughs> I was a little worried that maybe I was uh, uh, dragging things out and pulling you along and just doing florid descriptions for no reason. But yeah, I also didn't just want to have it be like, oh, here are three rooms and some goblins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kept, for sure. Yeah, I kept thinking that mm, old school people tend to say that it's important to sometimes have like rivals. Uh, and so yeah. I guess my mind defaulted to Belloc from... from um, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, from you know what. Yeah, I, I was expecting him his uh, when he showed up with all the natives there to say, you know, there's nothing you can uh, <laughs> possess that I cannot uh, take away. <laughs> I didn't want to say that; you know, it would be a little too. Um, it was implied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did go so far as to say he spoke the local language. I think that was bad enough. <laughs> That was fun. I also fun that it, it happened to be like maybe possibly the name of John's other character's sorcerer's mentor. That's funny. That's yeah. excellent. 
Now I have to go back and listen just to see which one was it. Was it that one or was it, was it, was it the sword one or? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thanks for today. Thank you very much. Good times. Uh, have have a good one. By the way, his name's Mortio. Why does that name sound familiar? I don't know. Did did we use it prior? <laughs> Actually, I think. Uh, oh, I think uh, John used it as he was like his mentor. When was that? Like I, I think I just I was just editing that. Uh, you know, or or either John John used it either for one of his characters or his mentor's characters. It was like Mortio the Wise or something. I think. I think he how used it as his, uh, I don't know how long ago that would have been. I think it was when the one I was just editing was, uh, there was, uh, the wizard in the swamp who had taken John's mentor's spirit, uh, spirit container. I think maybe I also used it, uh, back, back, uh, you or I used it when, um, uh, we were playing the, uh, the murder sword, uh, way back when. Possibly. That's the first thing that came to mind for me. But maybe I'm misremembering. That's possible as well. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's interesting. I could have sworn that maybe Mortio was uh, the name of that nobleman that your thief had crossed before in that uh, uh, murder sword game. That's possible. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'd forgotten all about the other uh, swamp adventure with the... The cra- the crazy druid coven, the all in one person. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, but, uh, now that we have, uh, we've powdered our noses, uh, should we, uh, duck back into this yes. swamp, not the other swamp with the other Mortio? <laughs> it's like Apocalypse World, right? You, you reuse all the names. <laughs> Mortio is always an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was looking. Through the names for uh, our our wizard friend, I was looking at. Oh, I've used that name, and I've used that name. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I, what I, I tried to break it up there, like with one of our maze rats. Right. Right. <laughs> I see. We got both of the the ruby ones. <laughs> Which is good because they're from the same module. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. What do I name? Oh, wait. This one has a ruby. I, mean, I called that one. Don't. I guess this is the other one with the ruby. <laughs> it's the same ruby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't manage to get it in the first one, so now yeah, it yeah. turned into a god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that. That's. That is a special kind of adventure module. Really, really, you can see that the early Dragons and Demons modules were for kids when they have like the Wizards Laboratory has a sign that says private in the dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) Man, oh man. It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.